right, it is Lime Week. <laughs> Lime Week. Lime Week. It's been 12 weeks. Yeah. And 12 weeks is not the end of the first trimester. I forgot. It's 14. I know. So, but we are so close. And uh, you seem to have had a pretty good day today, Ruth. Today was much better. Yesterday was bad. So sometimes it's hormones, sometimes it's exhaustion, different stuff. You know, well, that's also because I had a busy day on Monday. Today's Wednesday. Yeah. Monday was a crazy busy day. Yeah. And then. Well, I let's just talk kinda, about your doctor's well, appointment. Well, I was getting to that. On Monday. Yeah. So, I had a checkup. Well, it was I had to do another sonogram and some blood work because we're just testing for uh, looking for spina bifida or like other issues that could arise with the pregnancy. And since I am old, we haven't really done it in the past, but Mm -hmm. since I'm older now and because, you know, our our insurance is better now, too, and um, things like that, I wanted to go ahead and do it just because that way we would have a heads up if something was wrong or uh, anything like that. So. It's just kind of nice, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we did that, and, well, the other reason I wanted to do it, too, is because, you know, what happened with Mia and yeah, Anthony, your cousins, they didn't do a test because they're Catholic, too, just like us, and we were kind of like, you know, whatever, um, we don't need to know because it's not like, as for us, at least, if there were something wrong with the baby, we wouldn't terminate the pregnancy anyway, Um but there's something to be said of just knowing and being prepared for things or whatever because they ended up, uh, their son had spina bifida, wasn't it? I yeah. think so. A very yeah. severe case. Yeah. And uh, they could have known that where they could try to fix it in utero and like other things, but yeah. obviously I they mean, didn't know. And luckily, long story short, they... Uh, had the operation to fix him when he was born and uh, he's perfectly fine today. Like yeah. he, and, and even the doctor was like, I'm amazed at like how well he's recovered. Like I've never seen it this good. And yeah. so he's basically like a normal kid, which is awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. And, but it's a, it's super amazing that apparently if you know about it, they can actually do surgery on the baby in while utero. they're still in the womb. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's nuts. Well, and and so, she, she also found out it could have been because she has a, um, she found out after the fact that she has a problem with like absorbing fol- folic acid or something like that, which is a big factor mm-hmm. in uh, spina bifida, mm-hmm. whatever. And... Folic acid, which most or uh, people that have been pregnant before probably know, but those that don't, it's incredibly important, especially in the first several weeks of pregnancy for development and things like that. So, yeah. um, anyway, a little off topic, but anyway, so I went in for the sonogram and the blood work for some of these tests to mm-hmm. make sure everything's good. So, uh, everything went pretty well. The only issue and it's not really an issue it's just kind of a okay we need to watch this and monitor it but um i 
the placenta has attached to basically the bottom of my uterus, right above my cervix, which means, um, like if I were to have the baby the where it is now, it's basically blocking the exit. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. But I think that's right. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we just have to be careful. Um, no intercourse because you have to make sure that you're not going to disrupt things. Or like dislodge the... Yeah. Well, you can't like dislodge it, but I think it can like rupture it or do something else mm. she was saying because it's attached. Like, yeah. um So anyway... She did say that it could resolve itself. So as my uterus stretches, because once it's attached, it's attached. But as my uterus stretches, it might move sort of out of the way. Because the the uterus moves as it's stretching out. But if it doesn't move, then I will have to have a C-section. So that's not great news. Obviously, it could be a lot worse. But... I don't want to have a C-section. No, so, I don't want you to have a C-section. And and I think I, when I looked it up, it's placenta previa is what it's Yeah, called. that's what it is. I couldn't think of the name. Thank and, you. Um, and she, yeah, was, she said she's not diagnosing me with it. It's just something we need to monitor right now. And they'll check it again at my 20-week ultrasound and we'll know better. Yeah. So. You and know. then at that point, I think I do get not diagnosed with it. Yeah, and if if it hasn't and if it is, moved, it's okay. then that's fine. But we're just there's no a lot of prayers, and yeah. you know, I'm I have I'm trying to say a rosary every day for Lent, and I want to, you know, like today I was trying to I was also running at the time, so um, oh, that's hard. Yeah, but um, I you know kind of said the rosary with the intention of just my wife and my baby being healthy yeah and hopefully this little issue will be resolved and it won't be a big deal and if it doesn't then it's the doctor made it seem like it's not a big deal you just have to have a c-section and otherwise baby should be fine and i should be fine so yeah um it's just kind of one of those inconvenient things because you never know where the placenta will attach so, yeah. again, it kind of sucks, but it could be worse, so it's fine, and yeah. we'll keep an eye on it. So, Well, and, you know, the the thing that has been weighing on my mind so much is what I'm going to do about my work and, um, you know, right. things like, what if this, for, you know, maybe this thing, you know, is still here at 20 weeks and maybe you know what if this or something else it's like all right ruth you need to be on bed rest like yeah how is that even, even possible because um, we did have that with our first yeah. with caleb i was 31 weeks yeah you were 31 weeks and right. then you were in the hospital for two weeks with preterm because i remember i went to work that day mm-hmm. and i remember telling you i was like i don't feel right like something's which to be Not fair, right. when she's pregnant, nothing ever feels right. Well, and it was my first pregnancy, so yeah. everything's new, yeah. right? Like I, I'm a little more used to it now. Yeah. But I, everything is new, and you know, I just I remember having like so many Brax Hicks 
contractions, Braxton, Braxton Hicks. Hicks contractions, sorry. Yeah. And um, like I had had some discharge or something. And there was just several things where I was like, I don't know. So I called the nurse, I remember, and just talked to her. And eventually she was like, just just go get checked. Yeah. Go to the go to the hospital and go get checked. So I had to leave work and I had to call you. You were ADT at the time working mm-hmm. and and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to get checked. Like, you don't need to worry yet. Like, just wait till I find yeah. out what's going on cuz they were it was kind of like a well, I'll just go see." Yeah. They weren't overly concerned, but also they were they said go. So anyway, then I checked in and um they monitored me for a while, a while, and they were like, yeah, you are having contractions. And they tried to give me that shot of, uh, do you remember what it's called? I don't remember, because I had to get it all the time um, after. Yeah, I don't remember. But basically, it was to help to... to stop the contractions. Yeah. And she basically told me, if this works, then you should be able to go home. And if it doesn't, then you may not. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So they gave me the shot, and I let you know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And said, you're fine to stay at work for now. I still don't really know anything yet. Yeah. And then she came back and she's like, okay, well, you're still having contractions. And she was like, well, we're going to do this. And then also I ha- I'll, if that doesn't work, like I'll have to check you. And if, if you're starting to dilate or efface, like you, you'll have to be admitted. I was like, okay. And then I remember her being like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and check you right now. And at that point she was like, oh yeah, you are. You're getting admitted. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so I should call my husband now. And she said, yes. I said, okay. So at that point, they were like, all right, you're in preterm labor. And I was like, oh, great. Well, and And it was was worrisome. But, I mean, at 31 weeks, it's still really little. But, uh, like, 24 weeks and even now, like, 22 is is viable. So he was definitely viable. Yeah, his chances were good if he had I been born I think it was, early, like, 95% but... if you're born at 31 weeks. But still, and it's then, scary, especially because we were first-time parents. Yeah, and like... if you make it to 30, um, I think it's 33 or 34 weeks, it's 98% or 99%. And so yeah. we were just really hoping to you know hold far. on which which we ended up doing but yeah and then we had to induce yeah and then and then what <laughs> at 33 weeks ruth came home and then she was on bed rest until the end of my until pregnancy the end and, and so i'm like if you had to be on bed rest um which it worked out okay because number one you were working at adt mm-hmm. number two it was like right around the holidays so my family yeah. was able to help a lot mm-hmm and again, I didn't, didn't have, any have any other kids. kids. Yeah, yeah, it was our first kid. So it was kind of like, well, you can go to work and I can lay in bed because yeah. I have to get up to go to the bathroom and stuff. So yeah. you were fine to leave me at home. But yeah. uh, the whole point of the story is obviously if this happened now, I mean, your work, they would be flexible. They'd be flexible for sure. But, it's but it also, would be difficult. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, whatever job I'm doing, it's still, um, you know, there is would, this expectation to be in the office. Obviously, yeah. other oh, well, there's extenuating also the, circumstances. There's also the need to get work done. Well, that too. How can you get work done, I guess, if you're watching kids? Right. Yeah. So Well, and if I was on bed rest, I would think I'd be able to entertain the kids at least some part of the day. You know, I keep them away from you. But. Yeah. Right. 
Um, so anyways. Well, anyway, we're hoping that doesn't happen. But yes, I get why, obviously, that's... You were talking about your job situation. And... Yeah, you know, it's... it. You know, we think about... I'm thinking about... Hopefully you have a healthy pregnancy, but what if you don't? And then I'm thinking, you know, in September, we're going to have a newborn and two kids who are homeschooling and one kid who needs to be taken to preschool two Two days days a week. week. Mm -hmm. And then another one in between the preschooler and the infant. And um, just just between, like, who's going to drop off Clark? And pick her up, and she do a half day or full day. She's doing a full day. Okay. Or that's what I ever signed up yeah. for. But 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 even that, I mean, a full day is, is regardless. Still, it's just somebody to, has to so drop you have her to pick off her up at what time? Two fifty five. Yeah. So if the baby is sleeping, and I guess when they're that young, you can usually move them, and they're pretty much fine. But at the same time, it's, it's still like hard. you know, if I'm working from home. All right, baby's a oh, baby's sleeping already. I'll just run and grab Clark unless I have a meeting or something. Or I could and, go. Or, um, yeah. or yeah, you could go and I can stay. And if the baby wakes up, I'll step away from whatever. So, you know, there's so much logistic. There, the logistics of having all of these young kids and homeschooling is crazy, and. And we don't have any help. Like, there's not a single person right now that could, you know, take our kid somewhere or anything. Right. Like, it's all up to Ruth. And I, I just don't feel like I can allow that to happen. So, I need to find a way to work from home. And there are definitely ways available to me, which is very nice. And it's, you know, lucky for me that I'm in that position. I didn't pick a career that, you know, where I'm out hanging power lines or, you know, doing something manual where I have to be there in person. Um, so just trying to figure out what that looks like and trying to figure out how to talk to my boss slash uncle about it. And, um, I want to, I want to, if I'm going to leave building stars, I want to give them as much time as possible. And, um, Help prepare them. Yeah, help prepare them for what life would be like without me there, which I'm, you know, it would definitely be a big change for them, but they could certainly do it. I'm not so sure. important that I'm irreplaceable. Yeah, um, they just might have to adjust. And, and I mean, there's also a really big opportunity in my Padmission business where we've grown now and we're, we're getting new customers we're we're growing and we're like literally turning people away from even doing sales calls and that's part of if I go full time on it can I do can that. do that and we can we can do more we can try to get more customers we can support them better and um hopefully give them something they need yeah and provide and, them with a service yeah so i think you know our customers are happy we've only had like three or four customers ever cancel and the ones that did were like it wasn't that they didn't like the product it was that they never ever started using it right like they just didn't take advantage of using it and then one of them was like that that company that bought the product like went out of business and 
everyone else keeps it and renews every year and and they like it and they use it and they don't use it as much as Mike's company does but um I think it's a good business and and it could be a lot better if we had someone doing it full time and it would obviously be a fully remote job um there are definitely questions like I I would need to technically be an employee of the other company that Mike owns, Home Inc., because that way I would get benefits and yeah. stuff. But then Padmission can pay Home basically for what it's paying me, and would I do some work for Home Inc. or not? And what does that look? You know, my my general preference would be no. Let me just focus entirely on Padmission. But um, if I do have to do some work on home ink there's just a kind of a question in my mind of you know i i like it when incentives are aligned properly because what i i just don't want it to be going through my head of okay i've got to do some work on home ink stuff and you know i don't own any part of home ink whereas i own 35 percent of pad mission so if i can you know do something that helps pad mission grow I want to do that. It's a huge, you know, financial benefit to me. Whereas if I can do something that helps Home Inc. grow, um, you know, it's just part of what I'm doing to earn a paycheck. So, um, anyways, there are things that I'm still trying to sort through and figure out what makes sense. And, you know, I, I like working at Building Stars and I like my boss and my coworkers and all kinds of stuff. And, It'd be hard to um, to leave that company. Um, and there are a lot of things that I loved about leaving my own business because sometimes running your own business sucks. Um, but I do actually think this Padmission, because it's attached to Home Inc. and it's making money and all we have to do is keep our customers. We don't have to like... And we do have to sell if we want to grow, but frankly, we could not grow. Just keep our customers and it would still be good. So like the sales part of being a business owner was um, really difficult when I was doing consulting. And I think it's just so different with Padmission because number one, people are coming to us. I was going to say, you're not going to find people. Right. Because Mike already has all the connections. Well, he has connections and we're the 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 only ones that do this. Like we're the industry leader right now. There are a couple of competitors trying to get into the space, but we have a good product and we already have a lot of people who use it and like it. And so people are coming to us all the time. Like I said, we're turning them away. We've like turned off sales meetings because... Mike didn't have time to do it, and I don't have time to to do it. And so it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I, definitely because doing that full time would you know help allow me to build a business I have big ownership stake in, and allow me to work from home exclusively. I mean, those are just two really big things. And then a, a third piece of it is, I really do get to do the kind of stuff I love um, a lot more of it. I mean, there would be some sales meetings, which I don't know if I'd love, but actually would love, you know, there's it's a part of me that loves, <laughs> you know, selling something I really believe in and that is my baby that I built from the ground up. And then, um, and you know, so doing... That's how you make money. So. You know, so we're doing... Um, and, and it's building software, which I really like to do. And I have a lot of things in my plate in 
my building stars job that are beyond building software, which is fine. Um, and there's probably going to be a point in my career where I would probably prefer to um, not be so hands-on. But right now, even though I'm in my you know mid-30s, I still really like the hands-on stuff. And um, I don't see that stopping any point in the near future. So it seems like pad missions are really good um, possibility. Um, but we're gonna, we're gonna see what happens. Yeah. So I gotta be around here for my wife and my kids. And I mean, maybe there's a way that building stars allows me to do that. And I stay there and I mean, it's certainly possible. Um, but it just, it doesn't really, my gut reaction is, like, why would it? Why would you have an executive that never comes to the office? Right. Yeah. You know. Well, and part of the reason you like Padmission too is no one would be working for you. You wouldn't have employees. And yeah, I mean, there's certainly um, just a I can just be productive and and yeah. basically, you know, I don't get to control my entire day. But the customers are going to be telling me, "Hey, I need you help me with this. Sure. And do that." Yeah. And, um, and that's fine. And eventually, if we grow big enough, then I can hire someone. To do, that. to do like the level one support that I definitely don't want to do. Um, but yeah. when we have enough money, we could do that. And, um, but you got to grow it first and that's where the motivation yeah. comes from. And I, th- I think, I mean, I really do believe that this could, um, get bigger. And then who knows, like I said, there are com- some competitors coming in the space and, um, one thing I have to consider is, you know, what if we grow it a little bit and then one of these competitors says, Hey, I, we just want to buy you. Um, and most likely if they buy us, they probably don't want me. They want Mike. They probably don't want me. Um, and then I would probably get a really big payout, but then I'd need to find a job again. Yeah. Um, or start my own different thing. We could play the what if game forever. So it's kind of, we got to do what's right for us right now. So definitely working from home i just can't imagine um going to an office um you know from the time the baby's born until like almost the entire school year basically i mean maybe when the baby gets a little bit older i could see it once like um I think around three months, yeah. they start to really develop their schedule. You know, they have their morning nap and their afternoon nap. Yeah. But I want to say that's like three or four months old. Yeah. You would think I would just know, but honestly, having them back to back, it all just runs together and then you just forget. Yeah, it does. And so, you know, I Ruth had a, the, and the big complication here is, is I think the homeschooling. Um. Because, you know, we had four kids when Hayden was a baby, and I was... Um, we also paid for aftercare, though. I mean, we... Yeah, we paid for aftercare. I was like, still working from thing. home I, until, I like... Do. And I went... I started going to the office, like, three months after Hayden was born. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. Well, we'll talk more about it later, but that's just definitely weighing heavy on my mind right now yeah sorry excuse me i'm getting tired it's all right it's time for bed
It is time for bed. I'm getting tired too, so. Alright. We've got a little lime sized baby in there. Yeah. Sonogram looked good, aside from where it, you know, attached. Everything looked good. Yeah, other than that, baby looks good and all that, so. Healthy, healthy baby. The Love it. ultrasound tech thought baby was very cute. Oh, yeah. All our kids are super cute. <laughs> um, Hayden's getting to be so darn cute these days. I know. And Clark is getting to be so darn stubborn. Oh, yeah. She's in three. She's right. Oh, my gosh. She is. I mean, she's almost three. four, actually, but she's in that oh, three-year-old three uh, phase where just. If anyone asks you, it's not the terrible twos. It is the terrible threes. Yeah. Two's great. Yeah, I mean, Hay- Hayden just learned to climb out of her crib yesterday. And so yeah, I mean, there, there are things like that. Like, sure. oh my gosh, stop climbing out of your crib two dozen times. Just go to yeah. bed. Um, but Clark's but, just defiant. Yeah. Like, yeah, she just will not listen. And then, yeah. and even, then she gets upset when she gets in you know, trouble. Or not in trouble, but she has a consequence for not listening and just collapse yeah. onto the floor, screaming and crying. And then even four, and Grant, Grant will be five in just a couple months, but like. Yeah, but Grant, he's, he used to be like Clark is I know, now. But he's. He's better. You know, he's still at the point where it's like, Grant, you just lied to me. No, I didn't. I never oh, tell yeah. a lie. Grant, you... You had to at some point, because he told me one thing, and he told you one thing. Yeah. So literally, he, you, you're lying Grant, somewhere. you lied. And he's... It's just like... And then maybe he doesn't maybe actually he doesn't understand, understand that he lied. But I. Yeah. So that's why I sat down tonight, and I was like, you told mom you, did, you didn't brush yeah. your teeth. Because he wanted you told a bite me of my dinner. You did brush your teeth. So you're not telling so the truth to somebody. You lied to one of us. And he's like, no, I never lie. And I'm yeah, just I don't like, know if he understands. I need you to understand that's what lying means. So anyways, we're we're working on all that. But yeah. um, anyways, you know what will help us be good parents is a good night's sleep. Yeah, I hope so. I hope I get a good night's sleep. So, all right. Okay, bedtime. Bedtime. Good night. Good night.